my Redeemer. Died for me. Christ died for me. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. And he arose to set me free. Oh, I love him.
my redeemer for the last time God, a hand clap this evening. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I'm ho- I hope everybody is happy to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. Um, just check the brother or sister next to you. Say hello. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Remind them that you're in the house of the Lord. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever.
And today, I just want us to sing on top of our voices. There's a song that says, Our God is awesome. Say one more time from the top. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. Everybody. Hide me from the rain. My God. Everybody.
There's another one that says, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and God. Another one says, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, our Father. You are worthy of all praise to you. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place. Mighty God. Mighty God. You are awesome. You are awesome in this place. You are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. You are awesome. For the last time, you are awesome in this place. You are mighty. You are awesome in this place. Our Father. You are worthy. Awesome in this place, mighty God. Let's give God a hand clap this afternoon. Amen. He's an awesome God. Amen. Oh, there's uh, some sound testimonies. You may be seated, saints. I'm going to invite at this time um, the Dubai sisters, and then um, I'm going to invite Brother Malaka first, and then the choir can come afterwards. Thank you. 
Thousand years ago, he died for me and you. Hallelujah. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Amen. Amen. Ikazilake 
Let's give God another hand clap. Amen. Amen. Um, at this time, I'm going to invite um, the pastor to come to the fore. Okay, so um, we're going to the very special time that we came here for. Amen. Which is the word of God. Amen. Um, there's a song that says, Don't lose the vision of Jesus. Amen. Um, it's a special song and it, it speaks to any believer. Amen. To always focus on that uh, cross. Amen. stand on our feet the word is going to be coming to the fore amen let's see don't lose your vision of Jesus keep your eyes ever again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Some they don't greet me. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So there are some people that just love to delegate everything. Delegate even greetings. Amen. We are back for the second service. How many were blessed in the first service? It was really, really a blessing. And then we just were going to increase the altitude. Amen. We've got Pastor Tinashi Mahere. Amen. He's going to take the second service. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. Allow him to be himself. You can only be blessed by the authenticity of the minister. Amen. Uh, without waste of time, just give us a song. Uh, I don't know whether should we use this one. Amen. Maybe any worshiping song that comes to your heart is 
our precious brother comes to the fore. Amen. We worship you, Lord, we worship you. We worship you, Lord, we worship you. We worship you, God, We praise your name, we praise your name. Lord, we worship you. We praise your name, oh God. Lord, we worship you. We worship you, we worship you, Lord, we worship, we worship you, oh God, Lord, we worship, we give you praise, you praise, Lord, we worship we give you praise, oh God. We give you praise, Lord. We worship. We worship you, oh God. We worship you, Lord. We worship. Amen. Let's see, mighty warrior, great and better. God bless you, Brother Chapara. Good to see you. Amen. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Is your name Jehovah? Is your name? Is your name? You are the mighty warrior. You are great, Jehovah. Is your name? You are the mighty warrior. You are great. Jehovah. You are the mighty warrior. Jehovah is your name. You are the mighty warrior. You are great. 
So this is going to make it worse. Amen. I'm not much of a, of a preacher. Amen. I just make a, a, a lot of noise. So, and I also love noise. Amen. Uh, I, know, I know some of you, you know, listen, uh, follow us on YouTube and on, on social media. So you are acquainted with, with the noise that we make and the rattlings and, you know, so we just came to make the same noise here in, in Vidbank. I hope it will be welcome. Yes. Amen. So we want to salute Pastor Madiba. He is my elder brother. He is my friend. And I look up to him in a lot of things. Amen. He, is, uh, he, is, he, is, he was the first one to give me ministerial advice before we started our group in, in Benoni and told me, uh, go for it. We are supporting you. Watch for this. Watch for that. Handle yourself in this way. And I appreciate him so much. Amen. Amen. Uh, I mean that. Amen. So I've already told the church in Benoni you were supposed to come and preach for us. And uh, some, some developments came through and you could not make it but he is revered and loved in Benoni. So the saints, they are waiting for his coming, and we would wish uh, you would come, but not all of you, because we won't have space to put you. <laughs> Amen. So uh, those that can make it, 
please do you know accompany him amen and uh, we 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 also follow you and we're very acquainted with what happens behind this pulpit so you know if you are going for a job interview if you are wise you look up the website of the company that has invited you and see what they deal with the names of the other you know employees and uh, the other you know departments of operations that they have so that when you are sitting in the interview you are not altogether new to what they are interviewing you about so when you are answering you give them some of the things that they already know so i'm very much you know conscious that great men of god stand behind this pulpit amen and i'm not much uh, of anything myself and depend solely upon the lord to lead and guide me amen i've also made a couple of friends here in ben- in 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 vidbank i'm so used to benoni uh, and i want to greet all of you i don't want to mention you by name lest i forget somebody and they get offended amen so we appreciate god i would want us to give ourselves a round of applause for making it i would not be forgiven if i do not do this i do not travel alone uh, if ever it is possible i have my permanent alibi that i travel with my wife my beautiful dark and lovely sweet lavida rocker I'm going to ask her to stand up on her feet so you can see her and you do not greet the wrong sister assuming she's my wife. That is it. Amen. Praise be to Jesus. Eh uh, you know many men they just say my wife is somewhere there. It's not good brothers. Amen. You must you must be identified with your choices. Amen. you must be identified with your choices if you are not scared this evening just turn to your neighbor and say we are going to have church just in case there is somebody that is sitting on the far end and nobody told them tell the neighbor on the other side that we are going to have church let's stand up on our feet amen praise god revelations chapter 6 i bring greetings from the church in benoni the saints have been wanting to come here i didn't give them the address because the message that i'm preaching i've preached it to them already <laughs> amen so if the lord presents another opportunity i will then give them the address <laughs> i love the lord uh, pastor madiba said you should be yourself So I'm just going to be brother T this you know this this evening just to get to know one another and then the next time that I come here I'm going to preach so tonight we're just you're just going to get to understand the kind of person that I am revelations chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 the bible reads thus and I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals and I heard as it were the noise of thunder one of the four beasts saying come and see and i saw and behold a white horse number 1 and he that sat on him had a bow number 2 and he had a crown and the crown was given unto him number 3 and he went on conquering and to conquer 
Number four, let's bow our heads. Precious Lord, I come before your throne of grace, Lord Jesus Christ. It is important to me to feel that presence that you gave to me the time that I received the Holy Ghost. It is important to me that you come and make yourself known to me, Lord Jesus Christ, and to your children. I pray, dear Father, as I lean not on my own understanding, knowing my limitations, dear Father, and the nervousness of my members, I solely depend upon you this evening time that you may come, Lord Jesus Christ, make the wisdom of men so thin in thy eyes until only the shadow of the cross be made known to your children. Make yourself be vindicated and visible in our midst, O Father. Fill and baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Uplift us, Lord, to the level and the realm that is rapturable. I pray this evening time, Lord Jesus Christ, as I need you more than ever. I pray that you anoint these little words that I've got written. Anoint them that they may become spirit-filled, spoken words that they may give us life, Lord Jesus Christ. I commit your sons and your daughters. I commit Brother Don that will be preaching in the willows that is ministered for us this morning. I commit him in your hands, Father, that you may use him mightily, Father, even for thy glory and thy honor. We commit ourselves here, Father, for we are anticipating and expecting to hear from God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. Precious Lord. Amen. You know, I so trust the Lord and uh, I just want to test and see if this thing is working. Yes, it is working. Wonderful. Amen. Uh, I really appreciate the Lord and I really depend upon upon him. You know, I was telling my wife, there's, uh, I get nervous when I don't feel the presence of the Lord in my life. You know, uh, it's not all the time that you always feel that the Lord is with you. And sometimes uh, it, it doesn't have to be shivers on your spine. It doesn't have to be anything that comes in a gymnastic way. It's just something that you know, you feel you are so secure, you feel you are in the right place with the Lord. And uh, I told you that, uh, you know, I've not been feeling this anointing for three days. And I really feel something is wrong. And I really feel that uh, if he doesn't come, uh, things are not going to be okay for me. Amen. There is many a times we operate in the mighty of our own gifting the ability and the skill to be able to speak and to, you know, reiterate something that is written and people clap and go back home, but yet you know in yourself, in honesty, that the Lord was not in it and the Lord was not with you. Amen. But I'm glad the Lord is with me this evening time. Amen. And I'm solely dependent on him to come and minister to us and speak to us whatever he's got planned for us this evening time. We appreciate uh, Brother Peterson that preached for us in the morning. What a fireball. Hey, he was all over the place. That's what we want. People that can be themselves. Amen. Praise God. So I'm going to try and be myself. Amen. If you could give God a smile offering, it would help me a lot. Amen. So we appreciate God for this convention. Amen. We've just read a very interesting particular 
part of scripture in Revelations chapter 6. This is the opening of the seals. Amen. Revelations chapter 5, the book is closed and there is a proclamation that is going on in heaven. How many loves the word? How many believes the prophet? I will hear by the amens. Amen. Don't miss the time that you're supposed to be shouting. It will miss you. I'm a very quick preacher and I might be over before you know it. Amen. So it's like a wedding when they are dishing out food. When they say this table must come, the table must come. Amen. Praise God. So Revelation chapter 5, the book is closed. And there's a proclamation by an angel saying, Who is worthy to take the book and to loose the seals thereof? And there is no man that is worthy to take the book and loose the seals, neither even to look upon the book. Amen. But we hear a proclamation again down the line that whip not John, one of the elders, the name is not given. Amen. I would have loved to preach on that. Amen. Uh, One of the elders says to John, Weep not, John, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome, has prevailed to take the book and to loose the seals thereof. And we are in the season of that elder. Tonight is the night that elder was killed and crucified and went up the hill called the skull, the hill called Golgotha, and he went up And in his mind, he had you and me. Amen. He said, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to take the book. Let me tell you, it takes a lion to prevail. It takes a lion to go against any forces. But when John turned to see the lion, he did not see a lion. He saw a lamp bleeding. Amen. Because when it comes to the revelation of the bride, it is not a lion. It is a lamp, which is grace. A lion is a symbol of judgment. But to John, which is a type of the bride, the lion is not a lion. The lion is a bloody lamp. Amen. So when he is roaring, you don't hear the roar of scare. But you understand that this is the thunder of God. This is the voice of God. Amen. But we're not going to speak about that. He goes on to say, and I saw when the lamp opened. the, The lion is not opening. But the lion has prevailed. But the one that opens the seal is the lamp. The lamp-like nature, the Christ-like nature, the one that went up on the hill called Calvary. I remember 2,000 years ago, 2,017 years ago to be particular, he went up the mount. Three crosses were there present. His was on the midst. Amen. He had you and me in his mind. He was pierced for you. He was beaten up for you. I'm glad it was not a pastor that died for me. I'm glad it was not a bishop. I'm glad it was no apostle or teacher. I'm glad it was no church or headquarters that died for me. I'm glad it was the man Christ Jesus. For if my salvation depended on man, where would I have been? Amen. Praise God. He says, and when he opened one of the seals, I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. Hallelujah. Come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse rider. I saw a white horse. That's number one. And he that sat on him had a bow. Number two. And a crown was given unto him. Number three. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. 
Now I want you to understand, here there's things that we need to, to see. There is, there is a number of things that are reiterated in the scripture here. The first thing is the beast, which is the horse. Now the host is a beast and a beast is a symbol of power. In other words, the rider was riding on power and in our myopic understanding, the moment we hear the color white, we associate it with royalty. We associate it with purity. So this is a power that has got an image of purity and royalty. And there is got a rider that is riding on this horse. And the next thing, the rider has got a bow. I want you to understand. The rider has got a bow. And the next thing, the rider is given a crown. Now we want to have an exposition of this scripture. We want to have a little understanding of what is happening here in the book of Revelation. White horse. Number two, a bow. Number three, a crown was given. In other words, this man did not attain the crown. He was not worthy of the crown. But he was given the crown. And then number four. He went on conquering and to conquer. But how does he conquer? When he's got a bow without arrows. So I, I start seeing that there's some deception that is taking place. The, the, the notion that the rider is trying to give by riding on a white horse. He's trying to make himself look like God. Praise God. He's trying to make himself look like God by riding a white horse. And he's got a bow but no arrows. And all of a sudden he's given a crown. How do you get a crown before you conquer? Now the prophet says, we shall wear a crown. But the crown is going to be given to an overcomer. So we must go through battle first. And then we go to crown wearing. So this one is wearing a crown before he goes to battle. That shows that he has got reigning. He's got power, but he doesn't have character. Now the prophet says, power without character is satanic so the rider is satan himself praise god the rider cannot be god the rider is an imposter a deceiver somebody that is trying to come as a vicar a vicar is somebody that comes in the stead of amen he is an image of something i wanted to preach on the message, Imago Day, if I was going to take a second service, Imago Day means the image of God. So I was going to speak on Imago Day, but this is not Imago Day. This is the Imago Satan. This is the image of Satan. He is rising and deceiving people. Amen. So we're going to speak now on a title called The Enigma of Diminishing the Bully. Amen. I know that's, that's English now. Amen. You have no right to fail your metric. Because we are teaching you words. We are teaching you English. That you can use at school. Amen. 
So that you don't, you don't use your usual, I was surprised. You don't have to say I was surprised. You can say I was flabbergasted. And you know, you learned it at church. Amen. Praise God. I know, I know the oratory skills of your pastor. So I know I'm speaking to a schooled class. I'm speaking to a people that can understand me. But the enigma of diminishing the bully, as you can see, I tried to put a picture behind the title of a bully holding the belt in trying to beat a woman. Amen. So what does the word enigma uh, mean? Uh, the word enigma means a person or a thing that is mysterious or difficult to understand. A mystery, a puzzle, a radio, a conundrum, a paradox, a problem, unsolved problem, a question, a question mark, a cranberry, a closed book. That's the word enigma. So when I say the enigma of diminishing the bully, I'm talking about the mystery of diminishing the bully. I'm talking about the paradox of diminishing the bully. In other words, I'm talking about that riddle. I'm hiding the truth about diminishing diminishing the bully to be caught only by John the bride. Amen. Amen. And what does the word diminish means? It means to make or become less. The synonyms are like to decrease, to decline, to reduce, to lessen, to shrink, to contract, to grow smaller, fall off, or to drop off. So in other words, we are talking about the mystery of dropping off or diminishing or making smaller or shrinking the bully. Amen. How many knows the devil is a bully? Amen. I ain't scared of the devil. I'm not scared of him. The devil is a boy. Uh, Some of you are scared of Satan. I'm not scared of Satan. Satan is a boy. Where were you when the sons of God shouted for joy? I've got eternity years of experience. Satan has got 6,000 years of experience. I was there before the devil was there. For I was in his mind. In the loins of his thinking. Before the foundation of the world. So Satan can't come and boo-hoo at me or boo-hoo back. If he says how, you say how, how. Hallelujah. So what is a bully? A bully is a persecutor, an oppressor, a tyrant, a tormentor, a browbeater, an intimidator, a sorcerer, a subjugator. So I I understand from my studies of demonology that a tormentor is the devil, a tormentor is a demon. So the enigma, the mystery of diminishing to bring down, to browbeat, a tormentor. That is my title. I want to tell you about the mystery. Of bringing Satan into his rightful place. You can't be a Christian, a believer of the message, and live a defeated life. No, say, I refuse. I refuse mediocrity. Hallelujah! I know they say my prophet was not educated, but he was learned. You don't need education, you need to be learned. And we have learned we didn't go to any seminary that is known in the, in the, in the internet and, and all the social world. But we went to the Malachi Falls University. We were taught at the backside of the desert. Amen. And they under their prophet messenger becomes the final voice to the final church. 
So you've got the final say so. It's not the doctor, friend. It's not the doctor. What the doctor has said, that's fine. But we've got the final say so. Amen. What the community is saying, that's all right. But we've got the final say so. In other words, the last stamp comes from me. Hallelujah. If I say this passes, it passes. So the bride is the power that is shaking this hour. Amen. You and me are the power shaking this hour. Satan is under our feet. He, he cannot do anything. You know, when I think about the issue of, of bullies, it's a very emotional issue to me. Because when I was, uh, when I was young, I, I, my mom used to teach in a, in a rural place. And uh, uh, I, I went there for, for, my, for, my, for my crash, you know, kindergarten. And I did my grade one and two in a rural place. I know it does not show now, but uh, I did. And actually, most of the English that I speak, I learned it then. Don't, don't look down upon the people that's coming from the rurals. Brother, there is something behind those people. So I did my grade one and two in a rural place. I remember I was so small. I was a very tiny person. I know also it doesn't look like that now. But I was so tiny that if I would wear my school blazer, you would not see my shorts. I was one that came ahead of time. I was not born nine months uh, of pregnancy. I was a premature child. I was born seven months because seven is the number of perfection. I didn't want to wait for the number nine. Amen. So I was one born out of season. And and I came there a little tiny. My mom told me that she used to bath me in a cup of coffee. They would put water in a cup of coffee. That's how small I was. I could fit in a palm. And I had a very unique way of crying that everybody knew that uh, that's the baby crying. Almost a reluctant, you know, uh, cry. Not, not so loud, not so boisterous, but uh, very chilled, you know, like a person that knows what he's coming to do. Amen. I knew who I was even when I was a baby. So at the age of five, I was doing my kindergarten. And the woman that used to share the same house with my mother was a teacher, a grade one teacher. So I would go for my kindergarten in the morning. And in the afternoon, because I could not go back home, I'm a kid. I had to go and spend some more time with this other teacher so that we can go back home together. So I was corresponding kindergarten and grade one. And at the age of five. And at the age of five, while I'm corresponding uh, kindergarten and grade one, I participated in the examinations of the grade one, and I was number 11 in that class, though I was not full-time studying in their class. Amen. I now understand that I was number 11 because I'm, in the, I'm the 11th hour waker. I'm, I didn't need to be there all the time. I could just come part of the time, and I could still get a reward. So I don't know if, if, if many of you are born freeze, they, they, they don't know about this. But back in the day, you would not be allowed to go to grade one until you can put your head, hand across the head and touch your ear on the other side. So being small, I was not able to put my hand, but I was able to answer the questions that they were asking. So they said, no, you cannot proceed. You have to repeat grade one. And I, I, I had to oblige because I was indeed very small. 
Uh, but that's not where the story is. The story is after grade two, my mother decided I need better education for my child. So he needs to relocate from the rurals to go back to Harare, which is the city in Zimbabwe. And then I went to the city. Now going to the city, everybody looking at me is the rural boy. You know, and you are tiny. And you are, you are, you are from the rurals. You know, I wasn't really from the rurals. But I was just studying in the rurals. Uh, but uh, having studied so much in the rurals, I could not deny that I was a rural boy. <laughs> so I remember going to class and I was sitting at the back. Can, can I speak to you? Uh, we're just getting acquainted so that you know uh, he's a rural boy. Amen. So I was sitting at the back and the teacher uh, spoke something, I remember. And the teacher asked the question, can you all hear me? And, and, and I raised my hand and I said in English, some of the students here are making noise. I can hardly hear you. Uh, uh, maybe you might not understand what I've just said. For a grade three, that is big grammar. Hardly hear you at grade three. Uh, the other kids started laughing because they thought I was speaking gibberish. But it's something that I had learned. And the teacher passed the comment. He said, what? why are you laughing? Don't you know that is very, very good English? Some of the great servants don't even know it. Say, so can you clap hands for this boy? So everybody clapped hands for me. But though everybody clapped hands for me, not everybody was happy for me. That's when I developed enemies at a very tender age. And I remember a particular young man by the name, uh, nickname Skippy. Uh, he was tall, dark, and he had the genes of his father. His hair was recessing a little bit. In other words, he was becoming bald at a very young age, at the age of grade three. So when I would look at him, I would see an old man. I was very intimidated of Skippy. Skippy was a bully. So Skippy would make me fear to go to break town. Break time, I wouldn't go out of the class. I would make sure that I finished my lunch team while I was still in the class. Scared that if I would go out, I was going to be bullied. So at a tender age, I developed a complex. I was scared of going to school. Not because I was not good in education. I was an excellent student. Every morning sometimes I would cry. Not so loud. Tears would just run on my face. And they said, oh, poor fellow doesn't want to go to school. But what mama and daddy didn't know that I had a bully at school. Somebody that could not stand to see me smile. Somebody that could not stand to see my happiness. They were always there to try and bring me down and throw it upon me. So I remember one time I would, I would go outside. Uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had a bring in party. We had a bring and share. You know that bring and share party. Uh, your, your parents cook whatever and then you bring and you share. And at that time, my mom being at the other school, I was staying with my grandmother. And grandmother don't really care about those things, you know. Uh, grandmothers, they will just prepare whatever is there. And Mzukulu, you must take it to school. Amen. <laughs> so she prepared nice rice and, and, and soup. And, you know, she gave me the young ones of, of a chicken, which are the eggs. And she said, you, you, you go with, with, with the chicken. Uh, I said, uh, is it chicken? And then I saw that it was eggs. 
So me knowing the situation at school, I had to shove the eggs under the, the lunch tin, knowing that if the bullies are going to come and require meat from me, uh, I must have a statement to give to them. And my suspicions were very true because when I went to school, Skippy was waiting for me to ask me, uh, did you bring chicken? Remember the Thai parties for me. So I said, yes, I brought chicken. It's under the, it's, it's, it's under, you know, j- just smell it, you know. I'll give you when the time to eat comes. So I, I kept dodging him and, and uh, fortunately I managed to, to escape with that. So because I didn't give Skippy what he wanted, he was always now on my case. All the time. Every time I go out, even when we are playing soccer as young boys and the ball is kicked far, I was the one that had to go and fetch the ball and bring it to the other guys to play with it. I developed a, a, an inner complex Sometimes don't, don't, don't browbeat your children. Sit them down and talk to them. Sometimes you're so hard on your children and you don't have any idea what your child is going through. You have no idea who they are dealing with at school. They might be bullied by others or they might be bullied by the very teacher. And you have no idea because you've got a certain mindset that is fixed on a certain way and certain proclivities, which is cultural behaviors of how you were raised up and everybody has got to follow that. And you don't understand the dynamics and the changes of life that has transpired. And your child is living within such a community. So, uh, now it, it came to a point where everything that I would do would be something that Skippy would always be on my case. So I remember one morning, uh, I was so thirsty, you know, and I decided, let me go and, and, and just get to drink uh, water. So we, 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 had, uh, we had a tap, uh, and this tap was a little bit this high. So, uh, you know, people would squat and, you know, get, uh, get water to drink. And, and I was almost the height of that of the, of the, of the tap. So I just had to lean my head over. So there was a queue of people that was waiting to, to get to the tap to drink water like I was. And because it's a, it's a tap, there was splashing that was taking place. And this splashing, there was mud that was on the ground. So it was a muddy place. So you would want to trade cautiously, you know. You don't want to dirty your uniform. You'll be in trouble with mama at home and all that. So I got to the tape and Skippy was standing three places behind me. And he watched me get to the tape and trying to get uh, to drink some water. And when I got to the tape, I leaned over to drink like any child would do. And Skippy moved from the third place that was sitting. And he came there and he pulled his leg and he wanted to kick me. If it was not the grace of the Lord, I would have lost my upper lip on that tape. So I noticed what he wanted to do and I moved back. So when I moved back, something came on me. Something beyond my size. Something beyond the usual me that they knew. So I said, Skippy, you have tormented me enough. Enough is enough. And Skippy, like the bully that he was, he says, so what are you going to do about it? So I took off my little jacket that I was wearing, my little blazer. I found the nearest boy that was there. I say, hold my jacket. Because today I'm going to deal with Skippy. Hallelujah. Maybe there is a Skippy in your life. Maybe there is a bully in your life. Maybe there's a tormentor in your life. 
Every month end you have a problem. Every now and then you have a heart issue. Until your kitchen looks like a little pharmacy. Hallelujah. You're always buying prescriptions for this bully called sugar diabetes. For this bully called HIV. I don't know. I'm a visitor here. You know your bullies. Maybe your bully is SARS. Maybe your bully is some, some, some credit, some, with a, some debts that you need to pay. And all the time you see an unknown number calling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whether it's brother Tinashe or not, you have to drop the call. Because you are used to the bully calling you to say, when are you going to pay back the money? When are you, how much are you able to afford to deposit? Your phone is on silent, not because you don't want to hear the ringing tone, but you are scared of the bullies that are always bullying you. So I told Skippy, enough is enough. Today I deal with you. So he was saying, ah, no, 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 no. You little boy, light-skinned, rural, small, I'm going to show you this is the city. This is the town. So he moved from where he was with confidence. You see, that's what the devil doesn't know. The devil can never guess whether you're a child or daughter of God. He's just got assumptions about you. But the real you, he doesn't know. But wait until the real you is made manifest. And the real you is not made manifest in the times of comfort. That's why before the going of the rapture, God will bring in the squeeze for the bride. So that the third pool can be in full effect. So that the bully can be exposed. I stood there and I said, bring it on. And I stretched my legs open. I'm giving you tips to those boys that are being bullied at school. I stretched my legs open. Usually, if you fall down, that's the first sign of defeat. But when your legs are wide open, he cannot tackle you down. So he tried to tackle me using all the strength and the force that he had. And I used all the strength that he had because I didn't have any strength of my own. Amen? So the very strength that he is trying to exert to bring me down, I just moved a little bit and he lost balance and Skippy was on the ground. Now let me tell you, I didn't bring Skippy down. Skippy brought himself down because of his ambition to bring me down. Hallelujah! The devil's ambition to bring you down is what's going to bring him down. Hallelujah! And that was my first testimony. Now Skippy is down now. Nobody knows that he fell down because he lost balance. Everybody thinks he fell down because I brought him down. And I took the credit. I brought Skippy down. And I went on top of Skippy. And I started giving it to him. Giving it to him. Giving it to him. He would try to raise up his head. I would give it to him. When I knew that he had had enough, I stood up. I said, I don't want to fight with you while you are down. Get up. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've got to tell your situation. I don't want to fight with you while you are down. Get up. Satan, try something new. Hallelujah. Try something better. I'm a child of God. The bully must be diminished. The bully must go down. So I stood there. So he would try to get his head and I would bring him down. 
You try to get his head up and I bring him down. I said, when you have had enough, you will know to stay down. Until Skippy realized that this one might kill me, he had to stay down. And then I walked. The walk of a champion. Yeah. Hallelujah! The walk of a champion. When a champion walks, he doesn't look back. He knows I've dealt with it. The past is behind me. I'm looking at the future. The things I used to do, I do them no more. I'm a new creation. I didn't look back. I knew I was a hero. So I started walking. And I got my jacket. And I went away. And Skippy cried. And he went to the headmaster. To report me. Say I was beaten by somebody. His face all swollen in blood. And everything. And then the headmaster said. I want to see the child. That comes to this school. And does this to another person's child. This child needs to be expelled. And you know how kids are. They are very good spies. The moment the headmaster said, I want to see. One had already gone out of the office. Searching for me all around the schoolyard. And within no minutes, they had gotten a hold of me. They said, the headmaster wants to see you. You are in trouble. I can promise you. I said, is it? They said, yes. So I went to the headmaster's office. And I was so disheartened. Because I knew now, my mother was a teacher. And if she's going to hear about this, she's going to be very cross with me. Maybe I'm going to go back to the rurals to study again. So I went to the, to, 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 to the, to the, to the headmaster's office. Walking into the headmaster's office. Says, so you did not find the, the guy that beat Skippy? I said, I want to see. <laughs> Hallelujah! I said, I, I don't need this more boy. Bring me the actual person that dealt with it because you can't tell me this dealt with this it cannot compare hallelujah they are going to ask you who did this it will not be seen to say a sister you tell me a woman dealt with this situation we say yes sir she spoke the word and she believed it hallelujah she spoke the word the spoken word the original seed, the one that will flash like lightning and create itself. So the headmaster said, no, we have to look into this and know that it died a natural death. <laughs> Hallelujah! When the devil is defeated, it dies a natural death. Praise be to Jesus. My, that was my bully and I dealt with him. And I want you to deal with your bully. I want you to deal with your situation. By the end of this service, we must have our bullies down. Amen. Let's go into the word now. That was our background. The Bible said he was ruddy, which means a little bitty, drawed up sort of a fellow. His name was David. And there he appeared over the hill and Goliath made his boast at the wrong time. Let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, your enemy is going to make his last boast at the wrong time. There was a man of God in the camp. 
So he might not have had his scholar backwards or something. He might not have had a PhD or a DD, but he knowed from experience about God. And he had his little sheep skin coat on. He didn't have no armor and sword, but he just walked up there. And Goliath came out and he made his big blow. The days of miracle is past. There is no such a thing. Now I want you to, to see. David did not look at the enemy. The prophet says he looked at his experiences. Amen. Amen. You believe that? David looked at his experiences. David says, do you mean to tell me that you men are trained would stand here and let that big bully uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the living God? I can I stop here and tell you something? Uh, the battle initially was the battle of human beings. But uh, the time that David got to the place in Fundisi, it changed from the battle of human beings to become the battle of the gods. Uh, because uh, the bully mentioned a statement when he saw David. Because David spoke to Saul and told him that I, I can take on the bully. He said, I can take on the bully. Uh, are you sure? He said, yeah, yeah I'm sure. He says, but can't you see the bully? He says, I, I, you don't understand. I don't want to look at the bully. I'm looking at my experiences. Many a times you, you are busy telling us how big your problem is. But have you tried to tell us how big your God is? While others were looking at Goliath as a big man that is too difficult to bring down. David looked at him as a big target that was too big to miss. Hallelujah. It all depends on how you look at your situation. It all depends on how you regard yourself. Instead of us talking about the Philistines and how much of giants they have, can I tell you a little testimony? It says, I was heading my father's sheep and a lion came. Hallelujah. He says, I'm not talking as baby lion. I'm talking about a grown male lion. A matured lion. I'm talking about the king of the jungle. He came and he wanted to take one of my father's sheep. Not even my sheep. My father's sheep. But being the custodian that I am. Hallelujah. I went after him. I got a hold of the sheep. And I saved the sheep. But I did not leave him alive. I went after the lion and I smote him and he died. He says, and the bear came also. And I did the same to the bear. D- did God heal you before? Has, has anybody been so? Were you in sin and you were saved? Maybe I'm preaching to people that are holy in fantasy. I, I know where I have been. For me to be here is the grace of God. In fact, it's not the grace. It's amazing grace. Hallelujah. So I don't look at my abilities. I look at my experiences. Where he has taken me from. And where he is leading me to. And I know the same thing will happen to this uncircumcised uh, Philistine. Hallelujah. He says, I'll go fight him. Oh, they think that, 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 boy is, that boy is silly. 
He had no schooling. He had no education. He don't know what a sword means. They don't know what an armor means. He hasn't got a PhD, a DD, either one. So that's in the world. What in the world could he do? Amen. That's what they were looking at. So it came to the king, the bishop. And he said, I admire your courage, but uh, I don't believe you can do it. He said, look, king. King said, well, if you want to go, I'll give you an education. I'll put a sword in your hand, put my armor on you. So David stood wondering. And they give him a bachelor of arts degree. And they give him a DD. And took Saul's armor and placed it on him. The poor little fellow was weighted plump to the ground. In other words, he looked the same way I looked to Skippy. Amen. He said, take this stuff off of me. That's good for preachers. Take this stuff off of me. I don't know nothing about how to, how you could say amen and talk about some of, some sort of theology. I don't know nothing about it. I've never been trained to it. But there's one thing I know that back on the backside of the hill, I was heading my daddy's sheep. Hallelujah. Ah, this is, you are missing your shout. You, you are missing your shout. I'm not a poor preacher. I'm not a poor preacher. You cannot feel sorry for me and try to sleep. Uh-uh. You need to say amen to the word of God. Amen. I was heading my daddy's ship. And a bear ran in and caught me. And I took this little old slingshot. And I knocked him down with it. And a lion came in and caught one. And I knocked him down. He rose up and I took a sword and killed him. And the God that delivered me out of their paws. How much more will he deliver me? How much more will he deliver me? Out of that uncircumcised Philistine. So found out that his ecclesiastical verse didn't fit a man of God. He said, I know nothing about that. But let me go with something that I had some experience with. Now, I want you to see something. I said, the, the battle changed from the battle of men to the battle of the gods. Now, I want you to understand that this was the 40th day. No man can properly work with his jacket on. Amen. Now we can preach now. He says, let me, let me, let me tell you about something. Uh, this is the 40th day. And there's something about the number 40. The number 40 means judgment. Amen. Whenever you hear 40, you know it's judgment. Can we say judgment? Praise God. So, David knew that this is the 40th day of the birth of the devil. So, this is the day that the devil is going to be judged. This is the day that the Philistine is going to be judged. So, David said, oh, is it the 40th day? And then he starts going into the pages of time. And, and all of a sudden, there's a story that comes up in his head and then he remembers oh there's a man by the name of Jonah and Jonah was given a commission to go to Nineveh but Jonah decides I don't want to listen to the Lord I need to go to Tarshish because I know if I go to Nineveh I'm going to be able to execute the will of God and the people there they are so stone-hearted they are not ready to receive the message. In other words, he was doubting the very commission that God had given it to him. If you read the message, a man uh, running away from the presence of God. But Jonah was in the right will of God. 
in trying to run away from God. Because there were certain passages of scripture that we could have not been enjoying from if Jonah had not tried to be disobedient like you are disobedient. We wouldn't have been preaching to you, disobedient sister and brother, if Jonah had not been disobedient. So Jonah is our example to tell you that even if you are on your way to Tarshish, you shall find yourself in Nineveh. It says if you are directed in the right path and in the right course, you can be reckless and fearless in it. That was Joshua when he was given the commission. I can be reckless and fearless sometimes when I'm behind the pulpit. I can be so reckless until I can say, none of you youths is going to backslide. You are going to try. But you're not going to succeed. Billy Paul tried it. And Brother Branham said, you can go this far, but you'll not reach this part of the hand. You will be back. So you you might want to chat until 12 a.m. talking to sister so and so and be dating three sisters here at Emalasheni Tabernacle. But let me tell you, one day you're going to run crying because we have already claimed you. You, you. you might try to be so hard and rebellious to mama and daddy. They try to send you and you've got this hard disposition. Am, am I preaching to somebody? So stubborn, you can't even be sent to go and wash the plates. So stubborn, sister, you can't be even told. Your clothes are piling up. Oh, this is Samaria, but there's a woman in Samaria that needs to be preached to. Let me say it anyhow. You know what? You are going to come back. Yeah. Uh, because one day you're going to reach the age of marriage and the brothers are going to delay to come. Yeah. And you're going to understand the theory that you are being taught to say, save the cooking oil. Don't keep the soap in water. You are finishing it. You think mama is being hard on you. But mama knows your future. Mama is preparing you. Wait, you're going to be 23 one day. And you're going to be 24. And you're going to be full-blown woman. And you're going to realize time is running out for me to get a brother. And the brothers are not approaching. And you want to come to the pastor. Say, pastor, I want. But it's too late. And that's when we start with programs that you should have started with a long time ago. We say now it's time for you to fast. If you had fasted now, you wouldn't be coming to me now. If you had done your duties back then. Do you know? Can I I say it? Do, Do you know that God sometimes looks at how you iron your daddy's shirts and your brother's shirts? Before he can give you a brother to marry you. And stop looking at married brothers and say, I wish I could be married. You busy, lustful sister. You wash your brother's shirt and your daddy's shirt and you iron them. With your whole heart. You d- I see the brothers are happy. The brothers are happy. Ah, our shirts are going to be washed now. Amen. But you do it. Having in the mind that you are, you are training for your husband. Do you, do you see what I'm, what I'm saying? Amen. When I was a young man, I used to be very good. In, I was a clean young man. I would wash my clothes and iron them. And one of the prayers I made to the Lord is, if you give me a wife, she must be able to do these things because she's going to be in trouble. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? And when God gave me a wife, she doesn't just, he didn't just give me a wife that irons my clothes better than me, but she prays when she's ironing them. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? 
But if she was busy at home being rebellious at mama, she wouldn't have gotten a preacher. Do you see what I'm saying? So sometimes you've got desires. But these desires foundations, they are shaped in many little things. Like how faithful you are as a steward to your father's sheep. In the absence of your father. Even if daddy does not have the password to your phone. How faithful are you? Amen. Praise God. I think I might need my charger for the laptop. I left it in the office. Amen. Praise. Did I preach too long? We were just starting. Pastor Pastor Madiba said I should take my time. I'm just going to speak to you. He's my elder brother. So I'm I'm in my brother's house. So don't be offended. Amen. Amen. Praise be to Jesus. So Jonah decided I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I'm not going to listen to the Lord. I'm not going to listen to what they tell us at church. We're going to be rebellious. We tell you, you want, to, you want to play music in church and you say, yeah, I want to play music, but I also want to play uh, One Direction. I know the elders might not have caught this one, but the young ones, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so you want to be in church and you want to be in the world. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? You, 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 you have a picture and an image of the word, but you also have a magazine of Beyonce, you, you know. So you, you want to have a balance of the two. But uh, when the time comes for you to be found in the place that you are supposed to be, God is going to create conditions that might not be favorable. Amen. Thank you. God might create conditions that might not be as dandy as you think they should. Because you didn't listen to one little preaching. You want to be classy and associate with a certain clique of sisters. That you sure know they don't have anything to do with God. Neither do they have the spirit of God in them. But because you want to fit in and shape in. Until you feel offended to come and sing a special here because sisters so and so, they are not ready to come and beg your broken singing. Uh, uh, am I preaching to somebody? But let me tell you something. You did not come to the house of God to make friends for you to praise him. So if brother Smooth sits on the keyboard and says, I don't know the song you are playing, don't be offended because you didn't come to play music. You came to praise the Lord. Do you see what I'm saying? And I'm not encouraging broken songs. People that just comes and try to make noise in the church of God. Say, I've got a joyful noise. And you see, there's no joy in this noise. So on his way to Tarshish, a wind, a strong wind shook the ship. And it was rocked left, right, and center. And everybody had to worship whatever they know could be worshipped. The Sangomas were worshipping their ancestors. And those that worship men were worshiping men and men were nowhere to be found. And let me tell you, if you think you know much to worship God until you're worshiping a brother or a sister, wait till the boat is being rocked. That's when you see that your brother is not omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. You realize his brother has got an address and probably his phone doesn't have airtime. And you know to turn to God. At that time of need. 
So they went to Jonah. They said, brother, why, don't, why are you sleeping? We're in a situation. Get up and worship your God. And Jonah got up. And he said, I'm the problem here. You, you know you are the problem. When you try to go for clubbing, even the PA system gets broken down. <laughs> Things have always been running smooth in the world. But the moment you try to be involved, even the devil can't handle. Hallelujah! Amen! Do you know how behind you are in the world? You, those that are trying to, to be in church and be in the world at the same time. Do you know how behind you are? You are so behind in the world. By the time you try to want to get piercings and thinking about the pain, that they are ahead. You want to catch up with the songs of last year. They are already songs of this year that you need to catch up with. You are still trying to handle to drink this. They are already smoking that and that. You are so behind. Do you see what I'm saying? So make your choice now. Do you want to be a daughter and a son of God? Or you want to be in the world? Because by the time you want to cry and catch up with us, we are so far also. We are closer now to the rapture. So you don't try to come and pull us back. To your backward worldly stories. So that is Jonah now. And Jonah had to be thrown into the sea. And the Bible says God prepared. Now many, many people think that there was a fish that was just waiting. No, no, this, this was not a fish that was waiting. I believe there was a fish that was created. Because the Bible says God prepared a special fish. To go and swallow the, don't look at the whales now when you go to the seas. Wow, this is the one. That's what, no. That is not the one. I- I'll tell you why. Because when Jonah was swallowed by this fish, there was room and air condition for him to be able to breathe while he was in the fish because he stayed three days and three nights. Can you stay three days and three nights in a well? You cannot. God had to prepare. And in that fish, there was a prayer room. Because at a certain time, Job had to go to pray. And I don't know how he did it, but he had the spoken word inside of him. He said, fish, I know there's a man by the name of Solomon that prayed a prayer at one point in time and said, if my people, when they are in trouble, shall pray facing this temple, I, the Lord, shall hear their prayer. And he said, fish, I don't know which direction you are facing, but this type of prayer, you've got to face the temple. Hallelujah! You shall know where Lighthouse Tabernacle is when trouble has hit you in the world. You know where the blood is? You might pretend not to know, but you know where it is. So Job is in that situation. He prays the prayer and the anointing comes and the fish realizes after that prayer that uh, something is wrong here. 
If this man is going to be using me and controlling me and turning and going into prayer rooms all the time, how am I going to survive? There was an agitation in the fish that forced it to go to the banks of a certain of a certain sea to go and vomit this agitating thing that was inside of it, which was a prophet of God by the name of Jonah. And here is the paradox, the conundrum, the enigma, the mystery that the people in the land of Nineveh were on their 40th day. I said number 40. Judgment. They were on their 40th day. And on the 40th day, these believers, they worshipped the sea. The people of Nineveh, they worshipped the sea. So they all gathered around the sea to worship the sea. And out of the sea came a fish. And out of the fish came a man. Hallelujah. And Jonah's work was easy now. He just said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me tell you, whatever you thought was your disadvantage shall take you to your place of advantage. If God has called you, he has no substitute for his sons and his daughters. So David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine trying to defy the armies of the God? But it doesn't start there. It starts with Goliath saying, I said, give me a man and you give me a boy. Hallelujah. Praise God. You give me a boy. Just like many of you maybe were thinking, we're going to get a great minister. Come preach for us the evening service and God gives you a boy. But what Goliath didn't understand is inside of the boy was veiled a man. Because my Bible says a man will lay down his life to save his brothers. Ah, David was ready to die for the sake of his brothers. That separated him from being a boy. Because those that were thought to be men when Goliath required a man, they put their tails down and they went to the shaving, to the barber to shave all their beard. And they came there and said, we are not men. We cannot fight Goliath. But here comes a boy. And when Goliath makes a proclamation to say, I'm going to feed this boy to the gods of the Philistines and the fowls of the air shall pick off his head. That's when the battle changed. The battle changed to become a battle between David and Goliath. It became a battle of the gods. Because David now said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Not trying to defy me, but to defy the armies. The problem you are defeated is you are trying to fight the battle. Ah, brother. You go to your problem. You say, you think you are attacking me? You are attacking God. Know ye not, know ye not that you are a temple. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost. This body is the temple of the Lord. So you try not to torment this temple. You're going to deal with the God that dwells in the temple. Changing the battle. The battle strategies had to change. Amen. Now we see the bully and the boy. And something mysterious is taking place because the boy has got a slingshot. The prophet says prayer is like a slingshot. Prayer is an atomic power. 
and it's an atomic power that has got coordinates on it. It's an anti-ballistic missile that you can release and send to the enemy. Uh, How many believe in what I'm saying? I believe prayer has got power. Prayer has got coordinates that if I release prayer now, it can go to the source of your problem. Prayer does not bomb the, the, the result. Prayer bombs the source of the problem. In other words, it uproots your problem and it turns it upside down. I'm not talking about what I don't know. I'm talking about something I know. Three weeks ago, a brother came to me after service and says, I need prayer. And I prayed for people in church. But he came after. He said, I need to be prayed for, Pastor. I said, okay, fine. I'm going to pray for you. He says, please, uh, I just feel tormented and the other time you called me, something was happening to me. You know, it gave a long description. I said, well, we want to bump the source of your problem. So we don't know it, but God knows the coordinates. But what we are going to do is we are going to program the launch and we release it. So I said, I'm going to pray for you now. He says, okay. And then we started praying. So while we were praying, something happened to him. And then he started becoming violent. Violent and he almost wanted to break things and all that. And there was a brother that I was praying with and I could see he was now becoming nervous. And then I said, don't worry, brother. This is not a battle of flesh and blood. But we are fighting against spiritual principalities. Now I want you to see what I'm talking about. That prayer knows the source of the problem. So while I was praying, I said, now Satan, I don't have all day. There's people that's waiting for me. Uh, Look, I, I, I don't have entertainment of demons. You know, there's people that enjoy demons. I was, brother, I was casting out this demon and then we would spend six hours. Uh, uh, uh. I said, look, brother, I, I had to even say, yeah, yeah, calm down. You calm down. We're going to cast out this spirit. You better be free. And you better be wanting to be free. Because we don't have all day to be casting out. Brother Branham had no all day. So I said, Satan, you leave this man right now. Out in the name of Jesus Christ. And right at that moment... His phone rang. Somebody from the UK, his relative, called. But before he called, he had sent a couple of messages just in that minute asking, is everything okay? What's happening? Something is wrong. Who told him something is wrong? Who told them something is wrong? So I gave the brother to talk to them, put them on loudspeaker, and he could not even handle the phone. He was shaking. So I said, let me pick it. I said, hello. Is everything okay? I said, how do you know that everything is not okay? I said, can I pray for you over the phone? (laughs) They said, ah, my other son is not here. Let me wait for... Let me tell you one thing. A child of God cannot be wished. Ah. I bewitch the wishes with a spoken word. The pillar of fire covers me. The angels of the Lord and come round about them that fear his name. Before you get to me, you have to get through my angels. So don't tell me about witchcraft, man. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. Stop glorifying the devil. Stop glorifying your problem. Stop blaming your auntie and your uncle. Hey! They've got nothing to do with it. Know who you are. Know your position. 
positionally placed and shaken and defeated. And he came out there. Said, what happened, Pastor Kenyuks? I said, no, there's no need to explain. Just know you are free. He that the son of man is set free is free indeed. Go rejoicing. It belongs to you. He said, is it? I said, yes. So he's calling. The, why, why is it you call? I said, no, don't fight now with this person. Don't fight with this person. It's not their problem. We are not, we are not a white garment churches. That comes and says that your problem is coming from your aunt. And then what now? If your aunt is the one that is, what are you going to do to her? Will you want your aunt to believe the message? Do you see what I'm saying? Praise God. So David went after the giant. Now he didn't have a sword. Remember he just had a slingshot. He said, but, but I mean, sometimes you need to separate the head and the body of your problem. You know, <laughs> because look, some situations can't just be solved and be left like that. You need to cut the head of your problem and make sure that this is not going to follow me again. And I want to make sure that Goliath is so dead. You know, lest, lest you leave there and then peradventure there was still a nerve that was pumping. And, no. He took the sword of the enemy. Ah, brother. I could preach. I could preach a whole lot on that. He took the sword of the enemy. The ammunition of Skippy. The power of Skippy. The one that he thought he was going to bring me down by. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not, you think I'm out of scripture? I'm not. The prophet says, do you know that when Moses went down to Egypt, the powers of Egypt were in Janus and Jamre. And when they laid their snakes on the ground, the power of Moses swallowed the power of Janus and Jamre. So when Moses was going there, he had three powers in one. The prophet says he had the power of those people. It was swallowed in him. So, if they were known to be men that walk around, because everybody knew that, don't touch the daddy stick, because it's powerful. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, imagine now daddy's coming, his hands is behind. There is no stick. <laughs> Hallelujah! Ah, you're not. You're, I'm not talking about sticks. I'm talking about your problem. That you are going to swallow the power of your problem. That cancer is going to dissolve. That problem is going to dissolve. That tumor will dissolve. Until when they scan you, they will not even see it. It has already made a part of your body. And you are actually it. They say cancer is backslidden cells. You just convert them and they become yourselves. Hallelujah! Separating the head of Goliath from his body. And then you need to walk around with it. You need to bring it to church. I know it's big. I know, I know it's heavy. But, but, but you need to bring it to church. You need to raise it up. So everybody can see. That I once was lost. But now I am saved. I once was sick. But now I am healed. The same doctor that said I was positive. Is the same doctor that said I was negative. The same machine. Hallelujah. I want my solution. Right there. 
Praise God. You think you're small? You're not small. Listen to this. I went into a football stadium one time and I was going to preach and I stopped at the door and looked up up there and I said, it said, it's not the size of the duck in the fight. But it's the size of the fight. In the dog. Hallelujah. Don't look at the size of your dog. Don't look at the size of your problem. Skippy, when he looked at me, he saw a small boy. But inside of the small boy was failed deity. Inside of the small boy was failed God Almighty. I had a piece of him. I could demonstrate him. Hallelujah. I'm challenging my challenges. I'm tormenting my tormentor. I'm aggressing my aggressors. I've got the power to step on scorpions. And the size of the dog in the fight. But the size of the fight inside of the dog. Ah, don't, don't let the devil look down on you. You are special. Can I tell you something? You are special. You are peculiar. You are not bought by runs. That's what Mandela's face. You were bought by the blood. You are not bought by perishable things. You are not bought by money. That diminishes in value. Hallelujah! 2017 years ago, he went up the cross and he gave redemption to you. And even on the cross, he was giving redemption to the thief on the cross. Don't look at me the way I used to be. I'm not that man anymore. Something has happened. Something is inside of me. I have met with my maker. I have met with my God. I know who I am. What God said I am. I'm working in power, in miracles, and in victory. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Don't, don't be worried. And say now the believers are becoming too noisy. Uh, in hell, it's going to be noisy. Because they'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And in heaven, there's going to be praising and worshiping. So you choose your noise. Hallelujah! I choose this kind of noise. I choose this kind of praise. Because my God is able. My God is more than an overcomer. Hallelujah! Praise God. There was a brother. There was a brother who was giving an ululation in the morning. I said, ulala! That's it! Praise God. The prophet says, even if you, if you can't do anything, we sue for the Lord. Do something. Answer something, Wena. Answer something. I want to do something for God. If it means just raising my hand. If it means just. How do eagles feed? Let me teach you something. How do eagles feed? By opening their mouths. Do you know eagles are always born to? There's always two eagles in a nest. And usually one survives. Why? Because it doesn't open its mouth. The other one will open its mouth when the food comes. Will open its mouth when the other food is being given out. Open its mouth. And how does a child of God lead to eaglet feed? By opening their mouth and saying, Amen! To the word of God! Hallelujah! It's not fanaticism. Praise God. If you want to call it fanaticism, yes, I'm a fanatic. Fanatic for the message of the hour. And Peter Cartwright went into a city with close now to closing. Peter Cartwright went into a city and said, Lord, 
told me to come in here and have a revival. He rent an old storeroom, got in there and began to clean it up. And the big bully of the town, the pistol hanging on the side, walked down. Got doors. Some of them said, what's that guy doing here? Amen. What's he doing there? He said, he's a preacher. He's going to have a meeting, he said. Well, he said, I guess I'll just have to go down and throw him out in the streets and run him out here. That's all. We don't want no meetings around our place. So he goes down there, stomped the door, and Peter Cartwright had his coat on, you know, and he was just washing the windows of his, uh, the windows and the walls down. And a little bitty fellow, you know, uh, God doesn't want these big guys. I'm, I'm not saying if you see a big guy, you say God is not using you. No, that's not what I'm saying. But, but I'm saying if you, if you look at the president of scripture, God always uses little bitty fellows. I know you think Samson had muscles. No, he didn't. Otherwise, then there's no paradox. Do you see? If Samson can pick the gifts by his own power, then why the testimony? You see what I'm saying? The old preacher laughed at him, you know, for eating chicken with his hands, uh, which is etiquette today, you know. So he was just washing the windows and fixing around. And the big bully walked over, pulled his coat back. Now let me tell you, the devil tried to pull you back. Tried to pull his coat back. And he's got a pistol on the, guard, on the side. We're not told anything about his bullets. It reminds me of the bully that was riding the horse in Revelation chapter 6. I've not forgotten my thought. We're writing that thought. So he's there and he said, what are you doing? I said, oh, he said, I'm washing windows. And just kept on washing the windows, you know. And it had one purpose. God told him to hold a revival. Washing the windows. Brother, I, 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 I want you to see. The bully was expecting attention. The prophet says uh, he had one purpose. He told him uh, to, to hold a revival. And he continued washing the windows. Sometimes the devil tries to pull your jacket. To get your attention on the wrong things. To show you the problems that's happening in your life. Uh, you, don't, you can answer him, but don't face him. You, you, you give him your back and uh, look, I'm here. I'm this, the Lord told me something. It's continue washing the windows. He says, we, we don't allow revivals around here. He said, oh, but the Lord told me to hold this revival. So I don't care whether you allow it or not. See, he just kept on out at his work. See, see. Well, he said... There is one thing you have to understand. He said, I run this town around here. I don't care who runs Emalasheni. I don't know the bully that runs Vitbank. But God told us to have meetings this Easter. And I don't care what bullies might be there to try and disturb the move of God. But we're not going to budge down and look down. And He said, oh, you, you do? He just kept on washing the windows, you know. Never tend, kept on washing the windows. He said, before you have a revival, you will have to whip me first. I'm, uh, you, you see, this is the skippy of that town. You've got to whip me first. He said, oh, I do? Well, I'll do that next then. You know, let me finish washing my windows and then I'll come in and I'll beat you up. This is a man of God. Peter Cartwright. He says, I'm going to finish my work. I'm not promoting violence. Let's brothers now go and say, ah. 
If you want to bully me, <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. Amen. He says, he says, he just took off his coat, exactly like I did. Walked over there and reached by the collar. And he knocked him down on the floor. And jumped up on top of him. And said, I must fight if I must reign. <laughs> Increase my courage, Lord. He pounded the tar out of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, you got enough? And he said, yes. He said, he got up and shook his hand. And he got saved that night in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to convert your bully. I want to convert your problem. Your tormentor should come to church and should repent and become a brother. Hallelujah! He got a pounding. A serious pounding. Out of him. The tower was beaten out of him. In other words, if he was colored like he was now left black like I was. Peter Cartwright on the mission for the revival could not allow the bully of the town to bring him down. There are certain demons that are territorial. Oh, do, 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 do you believe that? There are certain problems you will never face until you go to Cape Town. There are certain problems you never face until you come to Houghton. There are certain problems you never face until you come to Emalathen. Territorial demons. Those that rule the land. And even in Vidbank. You find there are certain areas that are not associated with certain problems. And certain areas that are associated with certain problems. But you know your position. You know who you are. You say, if it means I have to go through you, Satan, bring it on. Because I'm going to do what God has called me, anointed me, and appointed me to do in such a time as this. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? Let's go to our last quotation. Let me tell you of a God-given dream I had about triune baptism, uh, which was not a vision, but a dream. You know, I'm sure that one of the blessings of the church ages was to receive dreams by the Holy Ghost, just the same as one can receive visions. It was about 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. I had just gotten up to get Joseph a drink of water. When I lay down, I fell asleep instantly. And dreamt this dream. I saw a man. I supposed was my father. He was a great big belly man. I saw a woman. Who was supposed to be my mother. But it was not. You see when the, when the word says supposed to be. That means it was not his mother. Says, but she didn't look like her. Even as the man did not look like my father. This man was very mean to his wife. He had a large club with three corners on it. Now, if there's brothers that are in the fivefold ministry and five open ministry, brothers, I urge you not to do that. I'm talking about brothers that beat their wives. Fivefold and five open. She is not a punching bag. Amen. It's only a weakling that beats a woman. Amen? And if there is one like that 
and he feels he's got muscles, he can beat. Maybe after the brothers are gone, we can meet you outside. And we can talk as brothers and see how to get the bully in you out. Amen? We'll pound the tar out of you. We don't want brothers that go to weaker vessels. And there are some that don't use their hands, but they use their elbows in the bedroom when they are sleeping. Brother, the Holy Ghost has caught you. You stop doing that. She is a daughter of God. Let this be the last day that you ever lay hands on him. Amen. Amen. And if there are sisters that are abused at home with unbelieving husbands, we're speaking the spoken word. Offer your lives. The tormentor shall not torment you anymore. You believe that? That's how simple it is, friends. We don't lay hands and, you know, crash you. No, we speak the word. You go, that man will look like a saint. All of a sudden, you say, what should I do? You have to be now gentle and say, no, just wash the plates. I will dry them. (laughs) Amen. Says, this man was very mean to his wife. He had a large club with three corners on it. You know, when you take a log and set it up on at the end and hit it with an axe, it makes a three-cornered wedge. You know that? So it's a piece of, like a piece of firewood. It was like that. You would take this club and hit her with it and knock her down. And she would lie there crying. He would walk around with his chest out. And he, on his face was such a proud and boastful look. That he appeared to take a great pride and satisfaction in beating a poor little woman. Every time she tried to take up, he would hit her. I did not like what he was doing. But as I considered stopping him, I thought, I can't tackle that man. He's too big. And he's supposed to be my father. He's not his father, remember. But he's supposed to be his father in this dream. But down inside, I knew he wasn't my father. And I knew that no man had the right to treat a woman like that. I went over and I grabbed him by the collar and turned him around. And I said, you have no right to strike her. And when I said that, muscles grew and I looked like a giant. Uh, There is a giant inside of you. There is a giant inside of you. You just need to walk to your problem. You just need to hold it by the collar. You need to tell it its position. And, and muscle grew like a giant. And men saw them and he was scared of me. I said, you strike here again and you deal with me. He hesitated to strike here and the dream left me. Now this dream the three ledger that he was holding. That was the doctrine of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That was the Trinity doctrine. Hitting the woman, which is a type of a church. The devil going to abuse the church and beating her up. That's why you see many of the denominations that started off. The Catholic has never been against them. The Catholic has never fought them. Why? No matter how much the Seventh-day Adventist can speak bad about the Catholic Church, the Pope will never raise and say we're against them. You know why? Because they know when they go to baptize, they will baptize in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The bully has already beaten them. They are already down. 
No matter how much they might pray all night, the bully knows at the end of their prayers, they are going to say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The bully has got them, but they do not know it. But 1909, in the month of Abib, which is the month that we are in, God raised up a prophet by the name of William Branham. And God gave him muscles, not muscles of the body. He was a little bitty man, a woodsman with a Kentucky hat. But inside of him, he failed deity. He failed God Almighty. And one day, God came down and exposed the enemy. 325 AD at Nasia Council where they passed the bill of changing the true baptism into the baptism of the titles. He was given the power to to expose this wedge that the devil was using to beat the church which was three-cornered. Baalism, Nicolaitism, Amen, and Jezebelism. He said these three spirits that are working in the framework of the church trying to deceive the laity Men that are trying to take the place of the Holy Ghost. Supremacy. Spirit of Nicolaitism. Jezebelism. Spiritual adultery. Marrying the world and the word. Hallelujah. Baalism. Men that preach for a meal ticket. Can I preach to you for a little? Men that preach for a meal ticket. Brothers that are starting churches to get money. Brothers that have got money and abusing the church because of their position in terms of money. Do you know the spirit of Nicolaitism can even work in a brother that's not even a pastor? Because it's a usurping authority spirit. It's a spirit that subjugates the church of God. He knows he's the one that is paying the most tithes and he comes up nearly and drops in ideas. Drops in ideas. I, I, I don't like this. I, I, I don't like this. I mean, I mean, the drum beater is beating the drums too loud. I, I, I mean, uh, sometimes I feel when the believers are singing, it feels like it's, it's a toy toy in church. Hallelujah! The spirit of subjugating the bride trying to control and bind the move of the spirit of God in the church of God and Nicolaitism spirit and the spirit of Baalism ministers that don't have, that don't have a backbone you know now I have to compromise uh, lest I lose my brother if you want to go that doors, the reason why we leave the doors open is not because of fresh air, we've got air conditioners it's for you to go if it's not pleasing you, we don't want people that come into the house of God to try and control the bride of Jesus Christ. We have been called, anointed and appointed for such a time as this to expose the devil. I don't care what kind of a bully is trying to rule the message of the hour. People calling themselves God. Prophets rising from left, right and center. But we've got one true prophet, William Marion Branham. All else is false. Hallelujah. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you have been taught. There is only one true gentle prophet. But many are taken up. Many are taken up. Because of a meal ticket. Many are taken up. Because of wanting to usurp authority. They have left the Holy Ghost. And his leadership. Because they don't know who they are. But there is a bride in its remnant. There is a people in its remnant that know the giant that is inside of them. They don't care to be unpopular. They don't care to be unidentified because they are already identified with the revelation of the seven seals. They are already identified with the opening of the book. They are already identified 
with the revelation of his coming and they are not intimidated and they are not pushed and tossed around. They know where they stand. They know who they are and they speak in the authority of who they are. Because I know my father. He is a demon beater. I know my father. He is a bully diminisher. I know my father. He is a bully shrinker. I know my father. He diminishes the bully. I know his enigma. 2,000 years ago, on a Friday like now, he was rolled into a tomb. And he said, they thought, the bullies thought they had gotten him. He said, the story does not end here. The story does not end on a Friday. Hallelujah. I might be preaching on a Friday night. But the story of the issue of Calvary did not end today. Hallelujah. He said on a Saturday morning, I am going down to hell. I am going to meet the bully. I am going to meet the devil. He says, Satan, I have come for you. The grave was rejoicing. They thought they have gotten him. The death was rejoicing. They thought they have gotten him. And when they saw him walking into the gates of hell, there was a party in hell. The demons were rejoicing. They thought they had gotten him. But he says, don't have a pity party about me. I'm not finished yet. This is the beginning. Satan, you had the keys of death and hell. But it's time you dead bully, give me back those keys. Give me back those keys. And the devil says, I'm not going to give you. And what are you going to do, do about it? The prophet says he got a hold of the keys. Uh, brother, you don't negotiate when you are assured of victory. It was Nehemiah when he was given a vision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Son Balat and Tobiah said, come down the walls, let us negotiate. He says, the Lord has given me a vision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. All I want to pray for is not for negotiations. Strengthen my hands for war because I want to be an overcomer. Jesus got a hold of the devil. He says, you let go of these keys. He says, I want these keys. Give me the keys. And he pulled the keys from off of the devil. And the devil saw that I'm no match to this man. And when the devil gave his back, Jesus stretched his leg and he kicked him at the back. And the prophet says, the devil was crippled on the Saturday of the Easter morning. And the devil is on a wheelchair. The devil is just an intimidator. The devil is just a bully. He is a dog that is barking to a passing car. He cannot bite the car. He cannot run faster than the car. But he barks anyhow. Because that's his duty. He is a dog. And you know what? He is a toothless dog. Even if he tries to bite you, he's just going to tickle you. Because he's got no teeth. Hallelujah! Devil is a boy. The devil is a kid. He is a wheelchair cripple. And he cannot do anything to you. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Victory. Sunday morning. On the resurrection morning. They went to the tomb. He was not there. They went to the grave. He was not here. Why? Because the bully had been diminished. The bully had been defeated. Sunday morning. You are going to go to your grave. They are going to see you resurrected. They are going to see you raptured. One of these days, my enemies will not see me anymore. I am not praying that my enemies die. 
no say I am saying increase my enemy for David says he prepared a table in the presence of mine enemies the more the enemies the bigger the table God bless you blessed you heard when he spoke about Skippy and you did not know how it will pan out you know as, as he was talking about the bully I recall a testimony that brother Billy Paul gave how they as a family were having a meal in one restaurant and as they were having a meal a man who was busy a man who was a giant was busy cursing the prophet you remember he was small in stature the prophet stood up and went to that man and he tapped him on the shoulder and the man turned around and he said if I ever hear you ever say any profanity I will deal with you Billy Paul said the whole family they looked and said oh my there must be a time where you put a bully in his position how many believe that the devil is the greatest bully he must be sorted out I think when you sorted out Skippy brother Brenham said I fought 17 professional boxing meshes and he said I quit that because later I had to be a spiritual boxer and box the demons so it's good that you, as you dealt with Skippy then you are dealing with the Skippy spiritually speaking now Amen, a round of applause for brother Tina Amen the bride is a very rich woman. Yes. Do, you, do you appreciate the diversity of ministers that come here? It's, it's, it's beautiful. Amen. It, it's a, it is a fivefold ministry in motion. Hallelujah. I, it, has been, it has been very wonderful. Amen. I don't think he's done, but we shall have a discussion. Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay. There's an army rising that will break the backbone of Skippy. I'll tell you, I, I once pretended to be a bully. 
and it was at a complex and a young man was coming through who was our age and we, we stopped him because there was a time when being a bully was fashionable and then we tried to bully him and I said to him eh, what's your name and he said no my name is Peter I said I, I thought you were James if you were James we were going to sort you out but why do you look disrespectful and he was humble. I was with my friends. That year, it was December. Little did I know, because I had to move to a new school. Goodness. When I got to the new school, while trying to figure out the school I'm in the class, the same boy that I saw in December, he comes with other bullies. He says, this one. He says, you remember me? I really pretended like I didn't remember. I said, you look familiar. He says, no, you remember me. December, you remember. And I looked at the bullies that were behind him, and I had to make sure that, look, I've got to be very smart here. I said, ah, don't you take jokes? We're joking, man. Because I realized, had I not really outwitted them, I was going to be sorted. <laughs> How many were bullied here? <laughs> oh, goodness. It's good how you brought it out, brother Tinashe. The devil is a bully. But the message of the hour sorted him out. The message of William Brenham sorted him out. Amen. There's an army rising. You see, folks, me, sometimes when I see ministers coming and blessing, it just brings joy to my heart. And say, goodness, the bride is a rich woman with such diversity. But church politics and jealousy and egos are robbing us of blessings. Because men want only to be themselves alone. Amen. I appreciate this divine diversity. Amen. Come, come with it today. There's an army rising. There is to break, to diminish every bully. I want to hear every voice. To break every chain, 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 to break every chain. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. 
believers. Say it. There's an army. Oh, 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 oh. 
Say to Skippy, enough is enough. 
חנוך אז חנוך. I'm tired. You need to stop from today. I'm no longer an object of your bullying. Some of the skippies are new. Some of the skippies are new. But either way, there is a remedy for every skippy. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And we come against every skippy at this moment in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every skippy must fall. How many agree and say, skippy must fall? You can indicate by raising your hand so that you are remembered in prayer. Oh God, your people have raised their hands. May you be gracious to them. As our brother will lead us in prayer. God knows your needs, my brother. God knows your needs, my sister. And he is more than able to respond. Our heavenly father, gracious Lord. We thank you, Father, this evening. Lord, we've had a very good day, oh, Father. We came here, Lord. You placed us on this Friday, oh, Jesus. Showing us how you took us back into our position, oh, God. You, the second Adam, oh, Lord. You gave us back the power that we had, oh, Lord, in the Garden of Eden. Having dominion upon all creatures. Lord, we bless your name for such sermons that you've provided for us today. Coming to the house of the Lord with great expectations. And you feed us, O oh Lord, according to our desires. Eating at Jesus' table. You, the big eagle, almighty king, feeding us mouth to mouth, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for such great moments that we spent, O oh Father. And now, O oh Lord, tonight you've shown us again, O oh Lord, our position still, O oh God. There's no more time, O oh Father, to run away from trouble. Come, wherever you want to come our way, O oh Lord, we'll stand still. This bully is not greater than us, cause David said, greater is he that is in me. Oh Lord, tonight we standing, oh Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for rights, reminding us of who we are, oh Lord. Standing with God, the power, there's nothing that is left, oh Father. You gave us everything. You gave us the word, oh Lord. It's all up to us to use what we have. We thank you, Lord, for this message, oh God. We'll never thank enough, oh God. Thank you for this message. Thank you again for Brother Branham, oh Lord. For, oh Lord, without him, we wouldn't even know what we know today. Without Brother Branham, we wouldn't even know the Bible the way we know it today, Lord. He came and gave us a correct understanding of the scriptures so we can stand, oh Lord, and speak the word. Thank you, Jesus, oh Father, Lord, for these sermons. Oh Lord, we pray that, oh Father, 
you now come and see in the, the, the heart of your children tonight, O oh God. Here they are raising their hands, O oh Father Lord. And behind each and every one of them, they are need, O oh Father Lord. You can see our heart. You've spoken your word, O oh Lord, and we received it. The Branham said we're shouting amen because we recall, we're calling the voice that was creating that day, O oh Lord. We were there at the creation, O oh Father. That's why we're shouting amen and hallelujah. Our theophany right aside of us, O oh Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for this moment. What a day, O oh Father. Spending a minute in your presence. Oh Lord, it's just wonderful, O oh Father. We pray that you be with us, O oh Lord. Grant our prayers. See, O oh Father, Lord, your children and, and come and grant the desire of their heart, O oh God. You know problems and bullies that they're having in their lives. But tonight, O oh Father, Lord, they've given us the power once more. Oh Lord, remembering, oh Lord, of who we are. We're standing, oh Lord, and rebuking, oh Father, anything that's in confessing your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh Lord. It can be sickness, oh Lord. It can be lies or adultery or whatever it is, oh Father. But we're standing, oh Lord, in the house of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Saying that victory is ours. In Jesus' mighty name, oh Lord. We've made it today. We're still going to make it tomorrow, Lord. You the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh Lord, you blessed us today. And we believe that you're still going to bless us tomorrow. Anoint and bless the vessel that you prepared for us for tomorrow, Lord. You know it all, oh Father. You omnipotent, oh Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you, Jesus, for this people that you used this morning. Oh, Lord, they've wasted their energy and stuff, oh, God. But only you, Father, can pay it back. We pray that you bless them, oh, Father. Bless even our pastor, oh, Lord. Like you said to us, oh, Lord, this morning, we've got to stay with our pastor, oh, Father, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray that you always fill him with your spirit, O oh Lord, so that we stick him together as one, O oh Lord. We know that we're strong, O oh Father, by your grace, O oh God. We thank you for this grace, the message of the hour. It's grace, O oh Lord. People went to school and they cannot understand, O oh Father. It's not about understanding this message, O oh Lord. You call your people, Father. A certain selected people, O oh Lord, in the world. And you took us out, O oh Lord. We're just waiting for that last ship, O oh Father. To step in the ark and that will be gone, O oh God. We're waiting for the rapture, Father. Give us even faith into the rapture, Lord. Give us more faith, O oh Lord. We want to worship you tonight, O oh God. We praise your name and we thank you, Lord. For all the blessings, oh Father. For you open the heavens. And all the blessings, shower of blessings. Fall upon your children, oh Father. Bless us, oh Lord, even at school. Bless us at work, oh Lord. Bless us in everything we do, Lord. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Take the first place, oh Father. So that we always follow you, Father, Lord. Now that we want to go into our respective places, oh God. Some will be walking and others driving. I pray, O oh Lord, that this same anointing, the angel that blessed us here, Lord, it doesn't have to hand here. We want to walk out with you, God. We want to go with you, Lord Jesus, and meditate upon this word that we heard, O oh Father. Forgive us where we failed you, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, O oh Father, like Samson, O oh Lord. After betraying you, he came back to you and said once more, and you were there, O oh Lord, for him, O oh Father. Yes, Philistines with their oh Lord mocking him. They couldn't see the air that was coming out. Oh, God, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and surrender all into your hands. 
believing that we're still going to meet again, oh Lord, and praise your name and be blessed, oh Father. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless our team of music, oh Father. I pray for each and every one who made it today, oh Lord. May they, oh Lord, go into their places. Bless, oh Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Starting again at 9 o'clock, the first service. Amen. Be on time. Amen. Be on time. Be on time. Amen. Uh, you know, we've got a song. If we were there when David approached Goliath, we would have sung that song. Every time we sing that song, the bullies diminish. Give us that song that is a bully diminution. Looking this way, looking that way. Yes.
so that you go and rest and spend time in prayer and say we pray for tomorrow's meetings uh, so that God take us a little bit higher he has never disappointed us all I know I have been a minister for many years a sermon is a reflection of the people that is being preached to it depends what they pull out of you and you are an awesome audience. Amen. You are an awesome audience. Maybe you need to give yourself a round of applause. 
glad the way you make ministers feel welcome so that they can dish out to you this heavenly menu. Brother Tinashe, Brother Don have been such a great blessing today. And we couldn't have chosen better people to preach to us today. Amen. God richly bless them. May God add more to their ministry. Amen. Maybe we can say, you are an awesome God. (laughs) Is it that one where we need to hear brothers? We've got good singers here as brothers. In some churches, as brothers grow, they go mute musically. But in this church, the more we grow, we become musical. Yes. Is that one? Yeah. I think after this one, may God grant you the traveling mercy. Should you need a transport to get home or whatever need that you may have, those men that are standing there next to the door, Uh, will be more than willing to help you uh, with whatever dilemma that you may be facing tonight. If there is a transport issue, we are obligated to make sure that you get home safely. Don't be quiet. Speak. We are a family. We will be able to assist. God bless you. It was good to hear the Dewey family singing. I consider them to be a friend to this church. Amen. Come with it. You are lying. You cannot just lie after such a good sermon. You are not lifting your hands. Let's not lie, believers. Let's do what we say we we are doing. Come on. If we, if you say you lift up your hands, what do you do? All right. A, a, a brother, a brother, had a stroke, and he could not move his arm. And he said, goodness, people do not know. If I could have a chance to lift up my hand again, there will never be even be one service where I will not lift up my hand. Come up with it.
Hallelujah! 